0: Welcome back, everybody. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Sylvester Inspires Belief Cast. So uh, excited this morning. We're here bright and early. I got Williamson Centel. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you, Todd. Yes, so glad to have you here, and I'm grateful that we have the opportunity to have you share your story with our listeners. I also want to thank Veracity Networks again for their sponsorship of this Belief Cast today. They're an amazing company and a, uh, it's owned by uh, Drew Peterson, who's a good friend of mine as well. And I wanna thank them for their support in spreading the word in this uh, belief cast. We have uh, Williamson Sintel this morning. He is a survivor from the earthquake in Haiti back in 2010. Uh, Williamson takes advantage of every moment, moment, experience and opportunity he has given in life. He moved here in the U.S. to study in 2015 but also met the love of his life at that time. He shares his near-death experience in many schools and functions all over Utah and Haiti. So I know you go around and you you do a lot of motivational speaking, which we talked about earlier, which I'm excited to to know more about. Uh, You own your own small business. It's a nonprofit uh, project for humanity called Arise. Is that correct? Yeah,
1: Arise Project for Humanity.
0: Okay, great. Um, And then you, you continue to go back to Haiti often to go help and spread the good word. Uh, you live here in Salt Lake City with your beautiful wife. You have a son and one on the wave. Yeah. Is that what you said? Uh-huh. Yeah. So congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'm excited to have you on today. Thank you for your, uh, for uh, taking the time to come be on this and uh, to share your wonderful story with our listeners.
1: No, I'm excited, and I just want to thank you again. You know, because Todd, what you're doing, you're not just inviting people to come here. You are you are you are you are helping saving lives. You know, you are saving lives because somebody out there would like to hear my story or somebody's story and everyone has a story and only us can share that story so people need to hear that story so they can like they can step up in life and
0: thanks for having me. Absolutely no it's my it's my honor seriously and uh, our listeners are going to be in for a treat today so well let's you know just kind of start back when you grew up in Haiti let's talk about that and a little bit about your family and what was life like in Haiti.
1: Well, um, I grew up, first of all, with such an amazing parents. My dad, he's a, he's, he studied in Haiti. He went to college, and he works for the government. And my mom works for the hospital in Haiti. And they, they are such great parents, and I went to a private school in Haiti. So okay. in Haiti, there is public school and private school. They speak Haitian Creole in public school, and they speak French in private school.
0: Oh, okay. And I was
1: able to speak French when I'm in school but when I'm outside, I speak Haitian queer. okay. So at home, they allow <laughs> me to speak French at home, but outside, it, it's Haitian queer.
0: okay.
1: And I, I grew up knowing that the best way to make it in life is through education. I had to go to school, I had to be one of the best students in school. The only thing I was able to do was going to school and doing my homework. Right. And I didn't even have time to watch TV only on Saturday. <laughs> Okay. So, yeah, I... Did you enjoy school? I love school. I love school. I think um, if I really want to make a difference in life and try to help my country, I need to educate myself. Wow.
0: Yeah. Did that... Where did you learn that? Did your parents push that education on you, or is that something that came naturally to you? So, I I felt like like, um,
1: people who succeed in life are those who learn, and... It's not about like graduate from college or have a PhD. It's all about like learn something, you know, Right. yeah, go get an education. It could be anything. So I, I grew up knowing the best way to make it the best way to serve my country is
0: through education. I love that. Yeah. That's powerful. Knowledge is power as we always have heard, right? Exactly. But it's true, right? When you know a certain skill, when you know information, it, it allows you to, to take care of yourself and mm-hmm. not rely on other things and, yeah. and also give back to those who are struggling. And and so we'll get into that here in a minute. So did you have brothers and sisters?
1: Yes, I do. Um, I have four brothers and two sisters. And my older brother grew up here in the state, and I have three younger siblings. One is serving his mission for LDS Church right now in Ivory Coast.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. On the Ivory Coast. Huh? Yeah. Right on. Where Are you the youngest, oldest, in the middle? I'm the third. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right on. So now, does your family still live in Haiti, or are they here in Utah now? So
1: my mom had a stroke five months ago in Haiti, and we had to bring her here. Okay. And now she's she's ready to go back. But my siblings, they go to high school here. Okay. And yeah. So it's been great to have them here with us, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. How is she doing?
1: She's doing a lot better. Then the first day, then the first time she came here, now she's she she's she's doing great right now. She's ready to go back and then have a fun life in Haiti.
0: Yeah. Well, so let's talk a little bit more about your childhood. So obviously, you know, education was a big part of your childhood. Yeah. What were some other things that, uh, that were a big part of your childhood that you could talk about?
1: I think um, it's respect for others. Okay. Like in Haiti, like for example, if I'm sitting somewhere, if I sit somewhere and then someone came, if this person is older than me, I need to stand up if oh, okay. I want to say hi to this person and I need to give them my chair.
0: Really? It's okay. all
1: about like, you. I can't talk to you without, without not looking at you in your eyes. And the other thing is, if I'm talking to you, I can't, I can't sit on my chair. I need to stand up.
0: Really? Okay.
1: And those are <laughs> those are some other things. And then the other things is like working together. I grew up in a community where we all we work together, we clean the community together, mm-hmm. we do homework together, and so now everything's different than the way I grew up. Right. And that's why that's what makes me sad sometimes, because I didn't grow up in such things like that. And I'm grateful for the way I grew up because without this kind of life, I would never be where I am today.
0: Right. Yeah. Wow. Um, and again, is that stuff that kind of your parents instilled in you, like, uh, you know, be respectful and things like yeah. that? Uh-huh. Look people in the eye? and Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, um, yeah you got a very powerful presence about you, you know, and you, you got a good energy about you. I, I don't know if people have told you that before, but you really do. So...
1: <laughs> so i think it starts with you you know i quit my own day like when i first wake up in the morning i have to do my affirmations i go in my bathroom and speak to myself you know and that's what i do every morning i need to quit my my day this is part of my day my first 30 minutes in my life will quit my life so right. i
0: need to quit this energy wow love yeah. it so you we were talking earlier you and i are similar and we both get up really early you get up at four right uh-huh. yeah and you you do your affirmations is there anything else that you do that I helps go get to the your, gym go to the gym okay. I
1: recall my dream I write down my plan again for the day okay I write them down again and sometimes I have new plan coming up that I didn't even plan last night so there's a lot of things I do in the morning to help me stay motivated okay you know to help me to remind me that Today is my day. And wow. of course, today is my day.
0: I love that. You know, yeah. um, I, one of my favorite sayings is, if you win the first hour of the day, you win the day. I love that. Um, if you lose the first hour of the day, you'll spend the rest of the day looking for it. <laughs> wow. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So who taught you that? Or is that something that you just naturally started doing? I mean, how did you get to that point where you'd wake up in the morning and and, and really kind of set your day? How did you learn that?
1: Um. The person I surround myself with, there's three things I, I love. And I think this will help anybody in life in the next five years. The people you surround yourself with, the people you listen in the book you read. Those three things help me in my life. You know, and I need to be a one people that can help me to be where I want to be in life. Okay. Those are the ones who will help me to know my true power. Right. And I listen to them, and I
0: read books. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What books do you read? What kind of books do you like reading?
1: I love, like, um, let's say Tony Robbins, um, uh-huh. June, and I have a lot. And now I'm reading a book called Dare to Lead.
0: Oh, Dare to Lead? Dare to yeah. Lead, yeah. I yeah. love
1: this book. And Awesome. what else? Um, discover Your True Power. Okay. It's by... I don't remember his name. Yeah, I love reading. Yeah, I love again because
0: you're learning and you you know you're getting more knowledge and uh-huh. and that helps you allows you to give back and I love that. That's so cool that you do that. Um, let's let's talk about you know you're growing up in Haiti and and in 2010 there was a there was a massive earthquake and it was national news. I mean we all heard about it here obviously as well mm-hmm. and it was it was pretty pretty traumatic and horrific at the time. Mm-hmm. Talk about that and what led up to that and what how you handled it and what was going on.
1: Well, I was 16 when the earthquake happened. I was in high school that day, and it was a Tuesday, January 12, 2010. Um, my mom felt like she needs to come pick me up from high school. Mm-hmm. She never did that before, and she felt like she needs to come early that day to pick me up. And when she came pick me up, I didn't ask her why because she shouldn't because in in private school every day you have to stay to do homework together with your classmate right and that day she can pick me up I didn't do any of my homework
0: okay
1: and I didn't ask her why I just jumped in the car and then she dropped me off to my dad's orphanage because my parents own a few orphanages in the past okay and I was working with my dad at that time in that orphanage like take care of the kids Asked them, hey, how was your day? Yeah. Do the homework with them? And after she dropped me off to my dad's orphanage, I was on the bottom floor of the three-story of building. Okay. And the building started shaking. Yeah. I didn't know what was going on. And it collapsed on top of us, all of us. There was 12 other kids. And there was one little boy stood next to me. And I grabbed him. And he was underneath me, the whole time,
0: and so you're, you're so it collapsed on you're you're so you're now buried. Yeah, okay, on top of all of us,
1: and I was under that building with that boy underneath me. Oh wow! And I didn't know much about earthquake at that time. I was sixteen, and that's one of the saddest story of my life, and that's one of the story who really helps me to understand that my life has a purpose and I have a purpose in life. Yeah. And I started screaming. We all started screaming because we don't know what's going on. We're looking for help. And I started getting tired and I stopped. Yeah. And we spent the whole night. And I remember in the middle of that night, the kids started screaming, what's going on? Hey, I need help. Yeah. Looking for people and I could hear people looking for us. And people looking for their own family. Right and
0: so are you are you is the is that kid pinned underneath you? yes, so, and you can't move no, not is at there all. A, like heavy stuff on top of you, yeah, not at all. Were you move. injured like did, did did you have any like did you know that you were hurt like any yeah broken bones or
1: while I was under that building, I felt like I need to say a prayer for the first time of my life, I grew up Catholic and I've never said sincere prayer before, like knowing uh-huh. that I need to say a prayer. I need to like speak to God. And I did say a prayer and I said, God, if you save me, I'm going to serve you. But I, I didn't know how. Right. And I literally had so many children, all of them surrounding me that were dying and I couldn't do anything about it, anything. And the next day, I started calling them. They all died that night. Yeah, really? only this boy that was, on the, who was underneath me keep asking me, are we going to make it? I felt so strongly that yes, we are going to make it. And right after I say that, I felt someone, an angel, on top of me. And I didn't feel any heavy stuff anymore. Really? I knew I was going to make it, but I didn't know how. Right. And wow. he keep asking me, How are we going to make it? And I keep saying, yes, we are going to make it. Yes, we are going to make it. And I waited, 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 waited. And then at the end of this day, I started using my voice so people could hear me. Because I I can hear people looking for me. But they don't know where I was because they were all, they were on top of us. And we were on the bottom floor of that building. And when I used my voice, my dad could hear me. And that's when they started looking for me. Okay. And they dig from the top to the bottom and they saw where I was and they set a rope to tie on my neck to get me out. But they couldn't because my right arm was broken. Okay. There was a bunch of heavy stuff blocks on top of my arm. Right. And they have to remove those things first so that they can get me out. And that's when they get me out and they did the same thing for the other boy. They tie right. a rope on his neck and they get him out. He was the only one beside me who able to who was able to make it.
0: Everyone else had passed away. Yeah, wow.
1: and after they rescue me, I find out that my twenty five best friend, my classmate, died that same day. In the in the high school. In the high school. Oh
0: wow! Yeah, because the high school collapsed as well.
1: Yeah, that's when my mom can pick me up from my school. Wow! And after the earthquake, I. Felt like I must be alive for some reason, and I really wanna know how I can fulfill my promise to God, cause I told him. Yeah, you. <laughs> I said if you save me, I am going to serve you. I didn't know how, and I seek. I'm seeking for truth, like how people can serve God, and we didn't have any water, any food to survive, anything. But for me, that was the beginning of something greater for my life. much better. And I need to make the most of my life. Wow. And six months later in July 2010, I joined the church. I got baptized. Okay And three years later, I serve a mission.
0: Wow. I want to get to that. I want to go back a little bit though. so <laughs> because there, there's a lot of there's a lot of, to that story. So you you're, you're rescued, right? And you're saying there's no food, there's no water. No. I mean, did you feel hopeful or did you feel scared? I mean, talk talk us through what you were go- what was going through your mind.
1: Yeah, I felt very hopeful, you know, because I was the only one in my class who survived from that earthquake. I was one of the two persons from this orphanage who survived from that earthquake. Mm-hmm. I felt like... I am on a mission right now. I have so many other people, so many people's dream on my shoulder that I need to carry, my 25 classmate. Those are people who have dream. They want to become somebody. They want to do something in life. I need to represent those. I need to do something with with the names. You know? And, yeah.
0: Wow. So what... You know, obviously it was really hard after the earthquake because, I mean, I'm sure it was pretty chaotic and yeah, you guys were trying to figure things out. And was your family spared um, through the earthquake? Did so my,
1: my family's house was destroyed. We were living in a tent uh-huh. for a year. We were living under a tent, all of us.
0: For a year? For a year. Wow. And just you're probably hoping that AIDS coming in from other countries to <clears throat> help supply water and food. And yeah, we received a lot of help
1: from other people around the world. My arm was broken. There was a Canadian guy. His name is Brad, B-R-A-I-D. I will always remember his name. I've uh-huh. never seen his face since then. Really? And yeah, and he was helping us. So yeah, we we were so blessed. We were so blessed. Not because we're alive, but because we received god God's help, and we knew that this happened for a reason right
0: so yeah, wow <laughs> that is amazing um and so you you survived the earthquake and you, you know you you said six months later, what happened in July again six yeah. months
1: later i not even six months later, but before six months, like what right after the earthquake, I met my first friend because I didn't have friends before. Okay. I only had time to study. And this guy stopped over to my tent, and then we become close friends. And then we chatting together every single day. And six months later, I become member of his church. Okay. He gotcha. was he was the LDS. Okay. So, yeah. And then I joined the church. I got baptized.
0: Right. Yeah. So... After that, you know, you. When did you know what you were going to do to to maybe help other people and and serve God, like you said? When did you not kind of know? Because you said you wanted to help and serve God. Yeah. When did you figure out, like, okay, this is how I'm going to do it?
1: Like, somebody told me that they're talking to me about two years mission, <laughs> serving a mission in the church, uh-huh. and I felt like, yeah, maybe that's that's the way. And that was when serving a mission was my passion, become my passion. I want to do it. I felt like that was the right thing for me to do. Mm -hmm. And it's not like I'm going to pray the Lord to know if I have to serve a mission or not. Right. Yeah, because I knew that was something I need to do. And I did serve a mission. I served in Haiti. And grateful for these two years. That was the best two years of my life. Wow. And grateful for the people I served with. I was able to serve with my mission president for a long time. And, yeah, I felt like the way I serve God was a part of who I am today.
0: Right. Yeah. So you served in Haiti. Yeah. Was it was it a lot of service work too? Were you helping rebuild? Were you helping that kind of thing through the, past um, the earthquake? Or?
1: Mostly teaching the gospel. Okay. You know, I'm preaching the gospel and able to serve all the missionaries. Yeah, serve all the missionaries and serve the people in the country because you you have the opportunity to really know your culture, really know know the struggle. You know, I can say I know their struggle. Yeah. Because I go and teach them sometimes. It's not they don't need the teaching. They need you to be with them to tell them everything's going to be all right. Yeah. They need you to just have them maybe washing dishes together. Right. So...
0: Yeah. Wow, that's amazing! Did uh, how did people receive you in Haiti? You know, on your mission, were they open and listening, or did they, they did the or was it a difficult where they rejected you? And <laughs>
1: it was so easy, cause I I had a smile on my face. You know, I do <laughs> like you do right now. Yeah, <laughs> that's the first thing I bought in the U.S. bought a f- smile on my face, and um, that's something people want. 'Cause they're not happy very often. Yeah. If you can bring happiness to them they will receive you. And not only my smile but also the gospel. That's a joyful gospel. Right. You know, and I had an amazing experience in Haiti and throughout my mission. I'm grateful for, for that. Yeah. I can't say any anything different than
0: that. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So when you finish your mission, um, obviously, you're still in this mindset. You want to give back. You want to help other people yeah. and all that. So let's talk about that time in your life and what you were thinking and what your plans were. And
1: and I felt like and I decided to come to the United States because I felt like I need to go somewhere and learn or get something to come back to serve my country. And... There's a lot of opportunity in Haiti, but it's hard to for people to, not to get them because we can create them. Right. But for me, I felt it was the right thing for me to come to United States to study and learn the things I need to learn to go back and serve my country. Right. And I decided to come here. My dad has a free tuition for me to go to study in Cuba. Okay. And I said, no, I want to come to Salt Lake City. I want to study at (laughs) BYU-Idaho. I want to live close to the temple. I want to know Salt Lake Temple. Right. And yeah, I came here three years ago. Okay. In 2015. Now it's four years ago. Yeah. And I came here without any English,
0: any money to survive, any place to stay. Really, you just decided you're heading here and you'll figure it out when you get here.
1: I connect with friends. Wow. And they let me stay with them, uh-huh. and I end up living with my bishop. Okay, it's in Salt Lake. All this thing happened in Salt Lake, and okay. I left. I lived with my bishop for a few months while I was working on my English, cause my English was so bad, and but I knew I had to be patient. And I went back to Haiti because I couldn't pass the English test <laughs> to go to college. Right. I took that test more than five times. Uh huh. And when I and while I was in Haiti, I felt like no, Haiti is not the right place to learn English. You need to come back. And I went back and I took that test again, and I make it. And you passed. I passed, yeah. And then I was able to study online, BYU Idaho. I was study online, and but when I came back, that's when I started dating my girlfriend. Because when I first came here, I saw so many opportunities. I knew I had to do something to help my country. Right. I sworn myself with some really good friends, and one of them become my beautiful wife today.
0: (laughs) Nice. Yeah. That's great. So um, what, I mean, you just have such a great attitude about yourself and about learning and moving forward. And, I mean, was there a time through all this that you were getting discouraged or having a hard time? Or was it, or do you always have kind of like this, you know, optimistic outlook.
1: To be honest, with today's time that, you know, we're gonna have we're gonna have time where we feel like, wow, am I gonna do it? You know, but at the same time, the best part of that is you try, you try again. Because right. for me, I I'm a strong believer that the reason why we do something is so much more important than what we're doing. Right. Like, why do I come to United States <laughs> to have right. a better life? To go back and serve my country. Right. So I need to be ready to embrace everything, like embrace everything. Todd, so when I first come here, I, I spent a year without eating lunch to save enough money to build my first landscaping company. Cause I knew I was going to get married. How am I going to to provide? Right. I need to build, to create, to build a foundation. And I spend that here, and I save enough to pay my lawyer to change my paper, <laughs> to go on my honeymoon with my wife, and to with my, my place to stay, to provide for my family, to start my first landscaping company. So
0: I had to do this. Yeah, so you went without lunch for- For a year. For a year, and you used that money to save up to start a business. Yes. Wow. And
1: provide for my family. Yeah. So I had to do this, because I'm not from here. If I want to make it in life, I need to work harder than anyone. That's why I can't sleep, I can't take a nap, Cause if I'm taking if I take a nap, somebody's gonna get something I need in my life, and I'm not gonna get it anymore. Wow! So I can't. When my wife said, "Honey, you never take a nap," <laughs> I can't, cause I'm not from here, and I need to make it
0: in life. I had to.
1: So you had I to, have to.
0: Yeah, you have to dig deeper more than most. You have to work harder. Exactly. You have to sacrifice. Yeah. Wow! What a what a blessing all that is, though, right? Oh yeah, it is such a blessing. Wow. I mean, boy kids these days, I mean, if they could have that mindset that you have. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I mean, it's rare you hear that where it's like you know, most kids are taking naps. Uh-huh. It seems like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but you got kind of like your back's kind of against the wall and it's like, "Okay, I can't if I slow down or if I don't put in the work, I'm 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 going to I'm not going to make it." No, right? No, there's no way. There's no way.
1: No, because you can skip. If if you skip, yes, you, you're going to make it, but you're not going to stay there for a long time. Right. If you skip. But you need to do it in the right way. And I'm not judging others for taking a nap. I'm not judging people for sleeping, but for me, no. Right. That's not the time. Right. There's a quote said, if you, when you're young, you give your health to get wealth. But when you get older, you give your wealth to get health. <laughs> you right. know? Yeah. And I think... I need to make the most of my life. I need to live this world knowing that I make a difference. Yeah, I made a difference in my own life.
0: Right. So you sacrificed for a year of not having lunch or taking naps, and you you started your own landscaping business. Yeah. Wow. So are you still doing that today, or is that?
1: It's yeah, still doing it. But I don't. I don't do it. I have like some other people in my neighborhood work for it work in because now I'm focused more on my nonprofits organization arise because I go to Haiti a lot we have a mentoring program that we are building in Haiti and now we have a lot of work to do in Haiti sure so yeah.
0: well let's talk about that let's talk about your uh, project for humanity arise uh-huh. let's talk about how that came about and what that's all about and what you're doing with it okay huh
1: well I like I told you, I when I first came here, I saw so many opportunities. I knew I had to do something for my country. Because when I see opportunity, I take them. If I don't see them, I quit them. Right. So, I one day, I decided to start something to help Haiti. And I did some bunch of clothes to Haiti. Because mm-hmm. I felt like they need clothes for the children in the street. And when I sent them, they didn't receive them because they asked me to pay a bunch of money, a lot of money to receive them. And I said, no, I'm not going to pay money for something that I'm going to send to Haiti. And that's when I felt like, no, that's not the right thing to do. If I really want to make a difference in Haiti, it's not by giving. It's by creating something. Mm. And that's when I started Arise. I want to create something to teach Haitians the principles that I learned throughout my whole life and how those things help me and how they can help them too. I want to teach Haitian to know that they can make it in life, to know that they are the one who's going to change Haiti. So that's when right. we started Arise to teach people in Haiti to become a victor in life, to know that they can make it. Because not a lot of Haitians people will know that they can make it in life. Right. That mindset, no, they don't. But they need to learn how they can create something for themselves instead of expecting things from other people. Because right. I grew up, I've seen people come to Haiti all the time. They bring stuff, they bring stuff, they, they give stuff, they give stuff, but nothing happened because that's not what they need, but that's what they want. Right? Haitian wants food, they want clothes, they want a place to stay, but what do they really need? Yeah. They need to learn how they can create for themselves those things. Yeah. So that's why we, we have a mentoring program right now. We, we are teaching Haitians all over. We have a mentors. We give them those instructions to share with the youth in their own community. So now we have over 25 mentoring programs in Haiti.
0: Really? That's awesome.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, we're excited. We know that Haiti will change, but it needs to start with Haitians. That's why right now we are inviting Haitians to teach Haitian.
0: Wow, I love that. Yeah, it, the change starts with us. Exactly. Yeah, change you and you can help change the world. Yeah. You can't go out and change the world if you're, if you're not there where you need to be, right? No. So what, what are some of the principles that you teach the Haitians through this program? Um, we have um, the power of affirmations. We invite yeah. Haitians
1: to do their own affirmations every morning. Nice. Because not a lot of people will know that they they are capable. Right. Who know that who knows that I'm beautiful? I'm handsome. I'm wonderful. I'm powerful. I'm a success magnet. <laughs> who knows that? Not a lot. We want right. to teach them that? We want to teach them to do their affirmations every single morning to recall your dream to tell yourself who you are. Cause if you don't, no one else will. Right. You need to be the first person who tell yourself who you are, and that's one principle. And the other one is the power of vision board. Right. Cause we know that vision board can. Vision board works, but right. if you do the things you need to do and yeah. believe in yourself, creating order in your life, honesty, like become a leader, the power of I am, those yeah. are principles we teach in Haiti, wow. things that will help change people's mindset. Because I believe if you can help people change the way they think, the way they see themselves, you can help change their life. Right. So that's what we're doing. And that's why we're doing what we're doing in Haiti to help change in people's mindset, to become a victor in life and not a victim.
0: Wow, I love that. That is so beautiful. And that, you know, you're speaking my language here. I, I really try and that's what I'm doing with my clients is, you know, it's the, when we play victim, that's what keeps us really trapped and, and almost paralyzed in moving forward. And then we wonder why our lives aren't very good. Yeah. But when we say no, you know, you tell yourselves the truth through those affirmations right? Basically, that's all you're doing is you're telling yourself the truth, right? Oh, yeah. You know? And so doing those kind of things, man, I love how you said, it. you know, it's about teaching them to be the victor, not the victim.
1: Exactly. Because if you tell yourself who you are, it's going so deep inside of you that no one else will ever remove that from you because that's who you are. Even one day somebody's trying to tell you who you are not, you're not going to believe that because you know who you are. You plant that inside of you. Wow. You've been telling yourself that every single day for yeah. a year. So now it's time to move on to know that a lot of people don't succeed in life because they're too attached to who they were before, to who they've been. Right. So it's time to just tell yourself, no, today is my day. This year is my year. This is what I'm going to be. This is who I am today. So we help patients to know that we're not a slave anymore. Yeah. There's a lot. There is millions, like let's say thousands of young people, let's say Haitians, okay. who still buried under the rubble of self-doubt. Wow! Want them to overcome that? Want to rescue those kids? Want them to know that you're capable, you're somebody, you can make a difference in yeah. Haiti.
0: Yeah, I see what you just did there. You know, here you are when you were buried under the rubble, mm-hmm. and you had this feeling that you're going to make it. And then if you knew if you were going to make it, you were going to go make a difference. And now what you're doing is, I love the the vision, the imagery of what you just shared there is that we, all of us at times, are buried under our own rubble of self-doubt, self-criticism, that we're not good enough, we'll never make it, we can't do it, right? And here you are teaching them, no, that's, I'll, I'll show you how to get, out out of that, out of that rubble, to where you're standing up, and now you can go give back, kind of thing. Yeah. Wow. That just really hit me as you were saying that. Oh. Uh, Williamson.
1: Thank you. No, I truly believe that Haitian can make a difference. Yeah. But they need to make a difference in their own life. Right. Because we don't have to worry about the world. Let's be worried. Let's worry about ourselves, and then the rest will happen. Yeah. If you don't fill your own cup, how you gonna how, how are you gonna help people? You need to be, sorry, you need to be able to be the difference so that you can make a difference, a real difference in this world.
0: Right. Yeah. Wow, that's beautiful. <laughs> that is amazing. How often do you go back to Haiti?
1: I would say every three, four months. So now we're building a mentoring center.
0: No way. Because our dream awesome. is to
1: see every single Haitian have access to a mentoring program. So now with 25 mentors in 25 areas, we want all those youth who've been part of this program become a mentor, to teach other youth in their own community and those youth become a mentor. Yeah Haitian teach, teach Haitians.
0: Yeah, I love that. Uh, a really good friend of mine, uh, Dave um, told me that when A helps B, A gets better. So that's really what's happening there. Yeah. You know, these mentors are teaching others to be mentors. But as they do that it strengthens themselves because they're teaching exactly right Uh uh-huh and then it just kind of it kind of snowballs you know it just keeps getting paid forward i love that it's amazing
1: yeah we we truly we truly believe i know you believe in a in another haiti you know you believe that haiti can be like can be a great country sure it can make a difference we can have great leaders but we need to start from here from the youth Mm-hmm. So that they know once they become a president, they know that they can make a difference. Because most of the time, the reason we we become corrupt or we don't make a difference is because we don't have that inside of us that we can make a difference. Right. We think that it's still going to be the same. Yeah. We want to create better leaders that will improve people's life, that will really make a difference in their own country.
0: Yeah, I love yeah. that. You know, we were talking before we uh, got on air here today that, you know, you go around and do a lot of motivational speaking. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, I asked you some of the things that you talked about. You talked about choices. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, your motivational speaking Mm -hmm. um, career and and kind of your message that you like to share.
1: Yeah, I I love speaking. I love sharing my story, you know, because that's the only way I can empower people because we all have a story, only us own that story, no one else. Right. So after the earthquake, I could have turned to so many negative things and become a victim, and just to deal with the pain for a little bit. But I choose that pain as a teacher to teach me, and take my life to another level. And that's my story. I use, right. my, st- I use my experience from the earthquake as a teacher. So now when I go, I speak um, in high school, college, institute for the church, and I feel like I made a choice to be where I am today.
0: Right.
1: If we want to make it in life, because the choices we are making today will determine where our lives going to be in the next five years.
0: Mm.
1: I made a choice to be where I am today, and I will always make a choice every single ma- every single morning. I make a choice today to come here, you right. know, and today is my day. I make yeah. a choice to, like, bring the energy in your room. Right. I made that choice. <laughs> I could have come in then. cord Right. You know. So, and the other thing is, it's all about be a victor because in life we, we sometimes <laughs> think that people are responsible for our faults or for our mistakes. You know, I had an experience last week. I was driving in the street and. I was driving 35 miles, and I should drive 25 miles. And right. cops, st- the cops stopped me and said, you're driving fast. Right. And I did drive drove fast. And I said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've never had a ticket before, by the way, for the last three years. <laughs> and I said, I'm sorry. And he said, I want to give you a warning. Please don't do that again. And that was my fault. That was right. my mistake. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm sorry. I will try to not do that again. Someone could have said, oh, you don't like me. You stop me because I'm black or because of something, because you don't like me. But that's not not the reason, you know? That's not why. Sometimes we need to accept that, yes, we did something wrong. How can we change that? Right. Stop blaming people. Let's let's take the responsibility to say yes that was my fault that was my mistake i will change that and most of the time we we're expecting so many great things from other people that we don't even give to ourselves and we yeah. become a victim
0: yeah wow that's powerful have you ever been tempted to blame be the victim to being black you know like we're I, you know like you said uh-huh. oh you just pulled me over cuz i'm black uh-huh. or have you ever been tempted to kind of go into that victim stance around that I'm all? so
1: blessed. Never. Todd, let me tell you one thing. Yes. If I think white people don't like me, they won't like me. <laughs> yeah. Right. I always think they love me. They love me. They are my lifesaver. They're my good friend. Everyone are my good friends. But if you just hang out with black people, what do you say to yourself? Yeah. I'm not worthy to be one white people and you become a victim. Wow. It's time to feel like we all can be together. to feel like, wow, I love Todd because of who he is. (laughs) Yeah. So, no, I've never been in that situation where I feel that. No, I always think that there's something I can learn from you and there's something you can
0: learn from me. For sure. I just learned something right now from you. I love what you said that you automatically believe that white people love you. Yeah. Oh, wow, that is so powerful because it's what you're, it's like, it's this energy that you put out then. And so like, I mean, I, I, I knew this the moment, but even before I met you, just even the interaction we had on via text and emails and, and on the phone, mm-hmm. I could tell that there was no, there was no wall up between us. No. At all.
1: There's no wall. We put the wall.
0: Yeah. We, we build the wall. Yeah, That's the victim the stance. Right. Yeah. And you know, yeah. I just love that, man. It's, is that No, lo- they love me. Yeah. You know? They no, do. they love me. They do. You love me. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> they do. That's amazing.
1: They do. There is such a connection between us. We stop <clears throat> that connection sometimes. Right. Once we stop that connection, we become a victim. Right. You know? So I'm good for, I'm good for, for people in my life, no matter where you're from, no matter where you are. Because I had something. I need something. I There's something I need to learn from you. Right, and if we takes time to learn, to get to know people, yeah. we'll learn things that will change our life forever.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm really for it, and I love that too, Williamson. That um, I'm in a very unique business where I get to work with people from all walks of life who've been through all kinds of things, all kinds of trials and tribulations, and some have done some some bad things, and and it's amazing. I can look back now. It's easy to look back and go, "Man, I've learned from every single one of them." Yeah, and I really believe I am who I am today because of all of that. And just like, you know, after hearing your story and listening just to you talk right now, I will be better because of that. Me too. You know? Yeah. And uh, I, I just want, man, just what an amazing, I guess, awareness you know? Thank you. To have that. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. So what other things are you working on um, in your life right now? You, you've got the, you know, the nonprofit. Uh,
1: I think that's, <clears throat> that's the sec- biggest thing I, I'm working on right now. The biggest <clears throat> thing is to build that mentoring center. So I'm looking for more people to get involved. Right. To help me spread the word and to help me fundraise money to build that center. Because I want to build a place where Haitians can come and feel like, I'm going there. I'm going to learn something that will change my life forever. Right. A place of hope. Right. A place where Haitians can truly make a dif- like truly know how to make a difference. Right. And that's why we want to have one leader in each community. Wherever you are in Haiti, you can be a mentor. Right. You don't you don't have to be a graduate student from college. But you can make a difference wherever you are with what you have. So um, yeah, I'm raising money right now, okay. inviting people to join me to build that mentoring center. Love it. Yeah.
0: So tell tell our listeners how they would reach out to you if they want to make a donation. What? Wh- how would they do that?
1: We have a website, ariseprojectforhumanity.com, and then we on Facebook, Instagram, and they can just give us a call. We receive call every single day from other people. Right. You know, and eight zero one seven zero six five five two three. Right on. and yeah, they can visit our website. they will see how they can be part of this arise project for humanity dot com
0: okay, yeah, and then they can also reach you know look that up via Facebook or Instagram, and, yeah. and be able to do that yeah. and is that how they would find you as well as yeah, just Williamson Centel exactly right, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, I love sharing the story. If anybody wants me to come over and then be part of anything you're doing, just
0: let me know i I will be there. I'm coming, wow, yeah. I love that. So what, outside of this mentorship program and building Mm -hmm. this facility and this and that, do you have other ideas in mind that you want to do eventually after you kind of get this done? Do you ever think that far ahead where, okay, once I get this done, I'm going to do this? Or is it just mainly, this is my focus. This is what I'm doing. And Haiti? Yeah.
1: We want Haiti to be a wealthy country, but they need to learn better to do better. Right. So... After the mentoring program, in the future, we hope that Haitians can create their own business. Create their own business and then able to use some percentage from that business to help other people. Right. To help other people build their own business. We want Haitians to be the one lending out, to, lending out money to other Haitians. We want Haitians to be the one who said, hey, I want to loan you this money. Because right. I was able to create my own business through the principles I learned from the Mentoring Center.
0: Gotcha. So,
1: yeah, yeah we want Haitian to be not only a great country, people, mindset change, and people become another kind of people, but we want them to be a wealthy country.
0: Gotcha. So, yeah. Well, let me ask you this, Williamson. If um if there's, I mean, there's a lot of kids here who are struggling, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. What advice would you give a kid out there who's trying to find his way, who might be struggling right now? What what's something you could tell them right now that might help them?
1: Believe in yourself. Believe that you can. Believe in yourself. It starts with you. Right. And I know it's hard taught to, to believe in yourself. It's hard. You can believe in yourself for three the first three days of the month and then the rest of the week you're just like feeling down because right. of the way people are treating you. But believe that you are good enough. Believe that you are capable. Believe that you are somebody. Believe that you can make a difference. Right. Once that. we believe that, our whole soul, our mind, our body will believe that. And that's when we are going to find our passion, make a difference, be somebody. Just believe in yourself. Believe that you can. Believe that you're capable. For a young girl, believe that you're beautiful. Believe that you're good enough. For young men, believe that you you're awesome. Yeah. You're wonderful. You know, you're powerful.
0: Believe that. Wow. Great advice. Well, you're powerful, by the way.
1: Thank you. You're powerful too. <laughs> your room, everything. The energy in your room. I love it. I love it. Mindset is everything.
0: Yeah. 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 This is up here is one of my favorite quotes. Uh, so in my um clients sit down wow. that's the first thing they I have to actually read it out loud you know um the life
1: was surprising life just recognized is to suddenly recognize there's nothing wrong with you yeah there's nothing wrong with us that's true we are yeah. children of if, of a loving father
0: yeah yeah wow um i love what you do i love what you're doing um i would i would challenge our listeners to look you up and uh, go check out your website and if you feel like this is something you'd want to get involved in, you know, send a donation, even if it's, you know, $5, $10, whatever. I'm sure every little donation will help uh, get you to that goal and, and to help make a difference in Haiti with the uh-huh. Haitians. And But what's cool is you're also making a difference over here at the uh-huh. same time. You know, you're going to school right now, if I'm not mistaken. Is yeah, it? yeah. So how's that going?
1: Good, because I, it's true, I'm doing like, arise i have to travel and do all those things but i also i'm taking a few classes at classes at lgsbc accounting mm-hmm. math because i need to understand you guys numbers <laughs> yeah to know what i'm doing
0: yeah well the other thing i love i love your attitude around learning i mean like you get excited to learn yeah you know and i i i wish you know, more people were like that, you mm-hmm. know, in the sense that, you know, I, I work with a lot of high school kids and a lot of them just, I think they take, they don't, they, they take for granted the things mm-hmm. that they have. I mean, look at the school you're at, look at the teachers you have, look at the things you're learning. And they almost yeah. just like, ah, it's no big deal. Where someone with your background who didn't have that growing up, it's like, man, you just want it so bad. Oh, yeah. You know, and, um, uh, you know, I, I <clears throat> hopefully those that are listening to this, you know, that are younger, will have a different attitude and a different look at learning and, and how powerful that can be in our lives.
1: Yeah, I think, Alec, like it's it's such a blessing to be here, you know, and I need to do something with that. Yeah, I need to do something with that.
0: Wow, well, you're amazing, man. I uh, I I want to thank you for being on today and for oh, sharing your you. story, and uh, I love what you're doing. I love how You know, you're like, I can't take a nap and, you know, I will do whatever I need to because if I do, I'm going to lose out on an opportunity. And I love how hard you work. Thank Um, you. I love your energy like we talked about earlier. You just kind of brighten up this whole room. And uh, thank you for sharing your principles that you live by and that you're teaching. It's some of the same stuff that I try and live by as well. And, you know, you've kind of fueled my fire to be better. Thank you. And I just want to thank you for getting here early and spending some time with us today. I
1: will do anything to be here. (laughs) I'll do anything. So thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. You're, you're, you're a light to this world, man. And I'm grateful that I know you even better now today. Thank you. Yeah. So there you go. Listeners, Uh, Williamson Centel. please check out his website and, uh, please look him up and help him out. And with his goals and dreams, uh, very inspiring. I'm sure that you felt inspired listening to this story. I want to thank again uh, Veracity uh, Networks for sponsoring this today. and and uh, again, I'm just grateful to have you here and uh, listeners to till next time, right? till our next uh, amazing guest, they just keep going. Thank you. Thank you.